Hello and welcome to another Happy Pod, the only podcast in the world. My name is Nathan. As always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host. <laughs> trying to think who to go first to. Go on, it'll be really um, funny if we do the same joke again this week. <laughs> it would, wouldn't it? It would. Uh, well, I can't now because you've already spoken. Hello, Lawrence. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Ken. Oh, I'm Ken. Oh no, I don't want to be Ken in this movie. Actually, no, you're <laughs> Ken. You're Ken. You know, but you can't be Barbie. Oh, that's true. I'm in pink though. I'm the only one of us in pink. But Alan. Oh, hi Barbie. Oh, hi Barbie. Hi Ken. Hi Alan. Fuck! I don't want to be Alan. <laughs> you're <laughs> Alan <are>. now. <laughs> actually, oh, I don't mind cool. being Alan. Alan's like unproblematic, living in his lane, having a good time. Yeah. Hello. Thank you for having me back. Oh yeah, Beth's here. Hello. Hello. Um, we are talking about Barbie. We did the Barbenheimer. Well. I'm the only one who really did the Barbenheimer double feature. I did it. No, yeah, but look, listen, but listen, you you had a good break in between. I'm I'm the only one who went straight from cinema screen number nine to cinema uh, screen yeah, number no, six. Yeah, no, I needed to eat in between, bro. I, I needed I did the a full break. Experience, um, and let me tell but, you. But no, but you went barbie to oppenheimer whereas i went oppenheimer to barbie yes yes and lawrence yours doesn't count because you had a full night's sleep in between uh i did i did good so i I saw oppenheimer and then i saw my bed and then i saw barbie the next day (laughs) an absolute coward if you ask me loser absolute cowardly moves man cannot handle a double feature um but we're not here to discuss oppenheimer nor will we ever be apparently that's not true (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well maybe i don't know we it's on the schedule but it's in like three months time or whatever yeah so. but that's when that's when it's come out on digital give me a chance to rewatch it all of that we did just have a discussion of it before we press record though and uh, <laughs> you can't listen to that so. yeah not for, not for anyone other than us so that's good isn't yeah. it just, just for us anyway but we're here to discuss barbie um barbie yeah and i'm glad you brought me on to it because although all jokes aside, you are very feminist boys and you do advocate for women, so I've got no worries with you, but it's nice for you to have a feminine view on it as well this time. Where should we send your paycheck to, Beth? <laughs> <laughs> Bethany. Um, yes. Did you play with Barbies? Yes and no. So I was a Bratz girly as well. Oh, okay. You know, the, the four, um, and I think... They're the ones with the bigger heads. Yeah, and there was the like there was like they had a bit of diversity to be fair. They had a black girl and a blonde girl and uh, an Asian girl or something. So I I was kind of a bit of both to be fair. Um, I think I was more Barbie when I was younger, um, but as I grew up, you oh. know, I was like, no, Barbies for for children. <laughs> I want brats. Um, yeah. But I do I do love Barbie. Like I watched the films. I had like games on my DS. Like I will stand here and say that Barbie and the Twelve Dancing Princesses is my favorite movie. Have you seen like all of the fifty animated Barbie movies? No, I, I, I will. I'm not like like a Barbie stan. Like I won't sit here and tell you that I've seen absolutely everything. But I've been quite involved in Barbie growing yeah. up. So now yeah. is my time to reveal that i am the biggest barbie stand there <laughs> i have seen every single barbie movie there is no that's not true i i surprisingly i did play with barbies when i was younger i used to steal my sisters um oh, and i'd have yes, them... we love a versatile queen uh, yeah, exactly 
Um, I used to steal my sister's Barbies. Um, and then I'd play. <laughs> it wasn't. I wasn't exactly very progressive and forward-thinking of me, but I always had Action Man. You remember Action Man? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The little toy. Yeah, I always had Action Man, and <laughs> Barbie would be Action Man's girlfriend. Of course you. <laughs> so, so that's why I used to play. I mean, yeah, the, the natural progression of ideas, I suppose. Yeah, I was a young boy. It was the nineties. All right, fuck you. Yeah. Oh I yeah, did, you are an old man. Yeah. To be fair. I do think it's funny that you're like. Your description of playing with them as a child is as creative as like the Mattel board members get in this movie, like, <laughs> as full-grown adults. <laughs> it was it was fully creative. Action Man would come home. He'd come home after a long mission. He'd greet his uh, loving partner and girlfriend Barbie. They weren't married for whatever reason. Who's well. just been at home as well, waiting for Action Man to get home? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, she she's that's her choice. Okay, she chose. <laughs> to to be a homemaker okay and i think we should support her in that decision frankly but but that's pretty much my my extent uh of of the um the barbie consumerism landscape i guess yeah. well if, if you if you want to uh broaden your horizons um now um princess and the pauper is also pretty good i've seen that one that is a bit of a banger to be fair that yeah. is a banger well, it is a banger I don't like all the underground, like, weird people trying to steal all the gold or whatever that's all about. This is just typical, like, kids' movie, though, isn't it? Were we excited for this? I think I know the answer, but go on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Looks like fun. It did. And it also, did Margot too, Robbie is. <laughs> I can say that because I'm a woman. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's not the that's not the intro point that Nathan and I probably would have gone with for this. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have gone more down the road of Margot Robbie's a very talented and beautiful actress and yeah. I uh, really like her body of work. Her body, her what body I'm, of I'm just going to cut you out there. <laughs> I really like her body, so yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, you know, I think this is... I, do you know what? I was so surprised when I like saw this coming out because obviously Barbie, it's a, it's a toy and we're very much in the era of like Hollywood, like let's make some toy movies and see what we've got in, the, in, in our... Capitalism. Yeah, basically, yeah, for big kind of product movies. You're all about product movies lately. You keep trying to get me to watch this fucking shoe movie, which I don't want to watch. <laughs> It's a, it's like, it's and you're a, like, it's a but they made, movie. but they made shoe products, Nathan. You should watch it. Like, yeah, great. Well, it's a whatever. good, it's a good movie. It's not just, I mean, it's mostly about the shoe, but it's <laughs> still a good movie. Great. But no, but I, but what I, the thing that floored me, because obviously I was like, obviously this movie would be being made, but when I saw Greta Gerwig attached to it, yes, I was like, this has the, this has the potential to be like the worst movie that would squander Greta Gerwig's talents as an incredibly talented writer and director. Or she could do something just revolutionary with the Barbie brand and tell a story with like such a rich material. Because Barbie, obviously, like even as they address in the movie, like it's known for it, its sole purpose was kind of like women can do anything. And th this is an idea for you to kind of channel your inspirations through. And like th there's a Barbie for everything. There was a version um, that was in development with Amy Schumer attached um, and I'm glad that I never saw the fucking light of day. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, not not yeah. more more so because of Amy Schumer's um, writing than anything. It was just I I can see exactly what that movie would have been like. Yeah. From a it mile away. I think it would have been trying to make some of the points this movie made in the worst, most ham-fisted way that actually would have pushed things further back in terms yeah. of conversation. It would have been very. It would have been very much a. 
I'm not your stereotypical Barbie sort of thing. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not stereotypically thin, and I'm a little ugly, and all this sort of shit. And it's like, yeah, great, okay, sure. The, um, all the nuance of this would just yeah. be out the window, and it would be the most. Cl- I mean, look, look, maybe this is a good way into it because Beth is outnumbered with two men, um, and she's sandwiched <laughs> between us, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> <Hmm>. <laughs> un- <laughs> unusual phrasing from you there. <laughs> there is a large group. Uh, of people that haven't responded well to this movie, can we guess? All right, no. <laughs> who they there's, are? There's not a large. There's not a large group. There's a small, loud group of yeah. Ben Shapiro who I think they just haven't seen the movie because like, I think they've seen it and I think they just don't know what it's saying. Well, no, they say like this movie is so anti-men. It has nothing to say about men. They're just the joke for the entire movie. I'm like. Did you watch the Did movie? You watch it? Like, yeah. I think it has a lot to say about men and our place into society and that sort of shit. Like, th- there's quite a lot of stuff in here. It's not just men bad, get over it. They just don't get it, right? Like, from from a woman's point of view, like, you know the, that one scene with, um, obviously, she, Margot Robbie, she's crying, saying, you know, she's not perfect anymore. And obviously, in my head, I'm like, but you're... Margot Robbie and then they broke the fourth wall straight away saying like this is not the right person to cast but like it just for me it resonated because like even the most gorgeous beautiful of women feel like that Mm -hmm. and that's just reality for us and it's like you just don't understand because you don't you're not in tune with your feminine side you're not in tune with your emotions you refuse to take a step into our shoes and actually realize that this is how we feel because it's a it's a society that you've created and and because i was saying to ben as well because obviously i watched it with him and i came out and i was like "I, i just don't think they have that side of them that can actually open up and listen because like you say they see it all as an attack on men when realistically like that's not what we're doing like what Mm. what the truth hurts that's what i'm saying Mm. it's like people don't like it when the truth is in their face that's why they feel uncomfortable that's why these people are posting these videos saying it's this and it's that and it's because it makes them feel uncomfortable because it's true yeah because they know that that is what us women go through on a daily weekly monthly basis like that is how we feel and they don't like it so they they just push against it i think like there's a level of attitude and and ego in there as well in the sense that like i i I don't go out and fucking abuse and harass but at the same time i know that many other men do and i think there is there's there are a lot of men that can't handle that truth and because it's not what they do and their lived experience they have to challenge it in order to feel like they defend themselves which is not what they're no one is having a fight with them we're just saying it happens yeah and it, and that that whole point as well is shown in the movie like when when margot and, and ryan are uh, uh rollerblading down the beach or whatever yeah, yeah and it's literally two perspectives like they're both being stared at but but Ken is loving it. He's like, absolutely like, this is amazing. I'm on top of the world. But but Barbie, like like every other woman on the fucking planet, I can guarantee you, felt the uncertainty and like, why is everyone, like, like she said, she's feeling an undertone of violence, like the negativity. It shows it in the movie that like, just because you have a, like, you have a perspective of that doesn't mean that this other person has this perspective. Yeah. There's no, like, it's not a coincidence as well that, like, 
they address them both up in like the Barbie and Ken attire that like the neon thing it's like a definitely a challenge of like a lot of people would presume like women welcome those stares onto themselves and that's why they've dressed up in that way and it's 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 com- it's like a completely meta way of being like no they just weren't conscious that they were wearing something that they thought would bring threatening like indications onto them like yeah exactly anyway Nathan obviously you you hate this movie because you are sexist so what do you think first of all <laughs> don't turn that around on me okay because that's what I say to you most of the time um, I wanted to get ahead of it and I've already said that like the the men are the men who are reacting in this idiotic way are just very stupid and I think they just didn't even watch the movie or just completely missed the point entirely because I don't understand how you can walk away from this movie being like it's so anti-man it's hate it's you know feminist propaganda or anything like that it's grow up man get a fucking it just life. if anything for me it like just like in the film it, it flips the 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 script from reality you know it is barbie hmm. land and obviously they're like oh but the women are ruling everything but the the one thing that the women learn like we see at the end with barbie apologizing to like at least we can open our eyes and and like make things work yeah whereas in reality a lot of the times it feels like for women that we're never going to be able to get into these director ceo coo positions because purely because of our genitals like so if that makes you feel uncomfortable how do you think we feel on a daily basis yeah 100 percent. it's quite funny when they do go to the real world and they they go to the mattel you know corporate office and there's the the big ceo room with like all the head executives and it's just just a bunch of guys just all guys just, and it's the barbie the most female centric product ever the definition of pink and feminine and everything to do with that and it's all just men in suits being like yeah. well i think barbie should have this dream house and she should do this and that or whatever it is and i'm wearing a pink tie as well i'm wearing a pink tie so that I'm qualified. I'm to make progressive. This yeah, exactly. We, we yeah. had a female CEO in the '90s, I think. So, like, we know. So, so we know what's going on. I think Nathan's got a point. In like a lot of blokes, I think didn't the a lot. I shouldn't say a lot, but a lot of blokes that have commented and in a negative kind of attitude towards this movie either didn't understand it or haven't seen it because I think this is it really surprised me and how just how unbiased it is. It makes the yeah. point of saying like. And it would be so easy to make that point. And I think a lot of women would feel vindicated if it was more anti-men. And I've seen people online say, like, I could have done with a bit more <laughs> vitriol directed towards men. But like, yeah. there's an element of it just makes the clear point. It reframes it, like Beth said, in terms of like, maybe men will understand it if we make it look like this is a sympathetic Ken story. And yeah. then also it just nails home the point of like, it doesn't matter what gender you are any gender as a group having a disproportionate amount of power is a bad thing in a society and will only cause long-term pain exactly and i don't think at any point in the film that they were like oh men bad women good no not at all like it like you say if anything i feel like it just it it flips the switch and like people can see you know like if you if we swap it all around you're not gonna like it so how do you think we feel exactly yeah They um they never say men good women or women good men bad or whatever. They do poke fun at it 
and like make yeah. fun of men a little and i think that's fine you can absolutely do that but then dudes are like so fucking butthurt over this like especially like the Zack snyder joke and the godfather joke and everything which were fucking hilarious by the way incredibly funny and it's so, so accurate jokes. as well but then yeah. people are like they just cannot handle being the the fucking butt of a joke and like well, well 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 this is fucking this is very mean and i don't like it <laughs> like, yeah. all right, so i'm sorry but it is well known that men have a short attention span and if you're a pretty woman and you need something explained they're gonna be distracted men love to explain shit to you we have a podcast where we get beth on so we can explain shit to beth all the time <laughs> exactly <laughs> 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 it's like it's yeah it's it's baffling isn't it because it it does it does poke fun at men yeah but it but it pokes fun at like when it's talking about the construct of gender roles in society it's unbiased and it makes a clear-cut point that either gender like i said having a disproportionate amount of power is gross and bad and blah blah blah, blah. the jokes it makes that are anti-men are just funny dumb shit that men do that pisses women off right and like mm. if i'm like there's no place for it and i wouldn't want to see it but if a man there are presumably things that men could say about women in reverse only for once it's not our fucking time to say it it's yeah. time to have yeah. the, the script flipped for me it was like i'll, I'll be completely frank there are a couple of times where i actually cried watching mm. the movie i got because... very close yeah for me, like obviously, you know, it, it hit quite personally. There were a lot of moments in the film. Like I didn't expect it to be so quote unquote political, I guess people would say, but it was like you say, refreshing for me to see on screen because it felt like my woman voice was being heard. Like that whole scene with um America when she just basically loses it. Yeah. Like I'm getting a bit emotional thinking about it now it's because like scene. it was just like it was is like that the is that the ending monologue that she has about what it means to be a woman, yeah. Yeah, and, and she snaps obviously um I think Alexandra Ship or whatever her name is out out of it. But like for me it was like she she was saying everything. Alexandra Ship, that's who it was. I had I couldn't <laughs> yeah. figure out where I know that where I know her from for so long. Yeah. yeah. But no, I felt like for like it was like she was saying everything. Like she was just yeah, you gotta be this, but you've also gotta do that and you gotta do and it just felt like after she released it all, my shoulders like the weight off my shoulders was lifted as well because it was like oh my god it's accurate like it's that's how we feel um like and if that makes you feel uncomfortable then do something about it don't let us feel that way yeah 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 that's, that's a really good point actually I, I i think what surprised me the most about this movie is um i knew obviously ryan gosling and ken was going to be a big part of it and I, everything i'd seen from the trailers and stuff looks great he looks like a very funny comedic just slightly himboish performance and i thought like yeah. that was pretty much what we'd get just ken being goofy in the background and just being like hi barbie and all this sort of stuff and just having fun with it he's the main fucking villain of the movie <laughs> yes. he's, he's the antagonist i did like that though to be fair because i feel like we got to learn a bit about and this is what i mean by like it being fair with the whole like women with men versus men with women like obviously ken was going through like granted he probably shouldn't have done the shit that he did because idiot yeah but he was obviously going through shit as well and barbie took the time to actually listen to him yeah and to talk to him yeah. and, and to, so to recognize that like their crushing defeat of the kens wasn't just it was like they they just restored the power balance that like they even allude to men have in the real world but barbie is able to go a step beyond that and go like 
no, it's not right. The scales haven't been balanced. It's just normality has been restored, but that still crushes someone else. I've seen a few memes being like, you know, the the image of like Ryan Gosling from um, um, Blade Runner looking at the the big joy <laughs> and being like, this is exactly what the movie is. Yeah, yeah. This is unironically what the movie is about. And it's like, that's very funny. <laughs> it's it's accurate. I think the thing that surprised me about Ken as well, like, is um. We spoke about like the flipping of like Ken for for anyone that wants it in simpler terms. Ken is the surrogate for how women feel in the real world, just underappreciated, used, and kind of not ever being fully let in on anything. Mm. Um, and what I found really good, I, I wrote it down because I was like thinking about it as, after I came out. I think like Ken's awakening into being like into kind of like becoming a bit of an incel. It does happen with good intent. Like he does. He wants better when he gets to the real world and sees all these experiences and how like men have a kind of a stronger foothold, for lack of a better phrase, in 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 the real world. He's he sees other male counterparts succeeding and he's encouraged and wants to draw on that himself. But like as like social media and everything has like alluded to in the last couple of years specifically, drinking from the well of male worship and toxic male dominance it just brainwashes you into some moronic path of men good women bad or everything else bad yeah like it's 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 so it's so like horrible to see a, like a nice guy who was lost go into the world where men are dominant and rule quote unquote right that not how i actually feel but from a women's perspective i'd imagine like go into there and just be pulled in by what an overbearing presence of masculinity can do to someone that is looking for purpose and because he does just become a toxic fucking moron incel after (laughs) yeah he just like he just wanted to be heard and he and he went about it in the wrong way like i don't think like he was the villain of the movie but i don't think he was actually like a villain like from like like you say it's it's flipping the the script and and he's the woman of of real life and all he wants is just to be heard and to have a bit of equality and to spend the like you know like not having girls night every night and stuff like that so he just he just went about it the wrong way and and you know you could see he weren't doing it maliciously especially with his phrase oh when i realized it weren't just horses i lost interest or something yeah. like that <laughs> which is like like my mind immediately just thought of you two on fucking red dead redemption i was like that's so <laughs> typical well we can't ride horses we're like what are we doing here like, I bought yeah. my guns and I've got a horse, so now what? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we do love our horses. I'll tell you what, there is there is something about... Uh, there's, there is something about, like... Uh, what's, the, what's the best way to put this? Like, um, toys for boys and, like, boys' stuff, which can be very infectious. Because um, mm. I remember very specifically, me, me and Lawrence had, like... we. I don't think either of us have ever had, like, any interest in actual, like guns or military or the army or anything like that it's never been something we've ever wanted to do we have no interest in it whatsoever but then we was in a a play once at uni and there was a prop gun and all the time we were just walking around pretending we were army soldiers and just like (laughs) we were like shouting call signs to each other and like orders and stuff yeah we just couldn't resist playing with it it's just a man thing it is yeah it's just like instinct for us i guess we just like something activates in the brain it's like oh no i have gun i am cool (laughs) 
That is the tr- yeah, it's just it's just like animal instinct takes over you and you're like, hunt, now I must hunt with gun. <laughs> Big exactly. wood stick, yeah. It's like the stereotypical like testosterone male comes out of you and you're like, I must pretend to be soldier. Exactly, yeah, that's exactly literally. what it is. Yeah, very fun. <laughs> I know we're jumping around, but I think this is less plot focused, more just like, because this film is just a, an amalgamation of ideas and cool concepts. Well, well uh, just, just jumping off that, when you say it's less plot focused, um... I, I saw someone, this was before I saw the movie, I saw someone say that they didn't necessarily like it because they felt like the the story was kind of resolved within the first 45 minutes. And then after that, it was just sort of pandering and filling in space till the when end. When the men took over. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was like, ah. Oh. And then when I was watching the movie, I had that in my mind all the way through the movie. And I'm... And then, like, we was getting to, like, the third act towards the rap, and we were like, this guy could not have been more wrong. Like, yeah. there's... Yeah. There, this story well, no, all the, the way The men took over, and he went, oh, balance restored. Oh, oh this, this is it, yeah. He saw the horses and was like, yeah, fucking was it long live Ken or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, see, I, I think this film's got a great balance between, like, the, the underlying story that it's obviously intending to, to tell. Yeah. But also just, like, its level of goofiness that, mm. that you need for a Barbie movie. It is very goofy. I mean, like, it was so Even perfect. in the real world, it's very goofy as well. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just liked it as well because it just didn't take itself seriously. And I liked, you know, like, in the um, Barbie land, none of the houses had walls, yeah. which is obviously, like, real life, like, well, I say real life, playing with a Barbie, Barbie doll, life, should yeah. I say, yeah. Mm. Um, like the not drinking anything, yeah. not actually eating anything, blinking, you've changed out. Like, I like that it, it, it wasn't realistic, yeah. so yeah. to speak. Like, I, 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 I'm glad that they kept those elements in because I feel like it added to the story. Like, she is a doll, yeah. yeah. she has a purpose, like, sort of thing. Coming off of that just quickly, um, I know we're mainly speaking about, like, the ideas and everything, but, like, from a filmmaking perspective, if this doesn't take an Oscar home for set design and like uh, uh. world, I don't know what the official title for it was, but the one where they make a bunch of cool shit for the movie, that that will be a war crime if this doesn't win for that. Because yeah. it's 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 phenomenal. Like everyone's heard the like the press story, like it, like a couple of states ran out of pink paint or something because <laughs> it was all used wow. for this movie. Yeah. Um, but there's. There's something so, um, and this is something I saw fucking that shithead Ben Shapiro say. Um, and like, it's it's all done for you. It's built like the dream houses. You just need to recreate it. I'm like, all right, you recreate it then. Do you know how fucking hard yeah. that is? Yeah. Like, Jesus. Um, yeah, just insanely talented people working on it because it all feels believable. Like, down to the plate that she has her, like, toast on. It doesn't feel like a plate. It feels like a yeah. toy of a plate. And it's insane how well realized The ocean not being an ocean, the yeah. pool not being yeah. a pool. It's like, it, it worked. Like, it's perfect. <laughs> when he really stepped into the pool and he was just on some kind of foamy water yeah. thing, I was just like, that's brilliant, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What really impressed me was the kind of like, the hospital set that they had, which was literally just like an ambulance, which just like <laughs> opened straight up. Oh, and because that's brilliant. exactly what the toy would do. That makes so yeah. much sense. Like, I it's pissed brilliant. myself yeah. laughing when I saw that. Cause like the ambulance <laughs> arrived and I was like, oh, this is unusual. And then yeah, it just opened up and I was like, obviously. Yeah. Like, yeah. I never had that, but like I had a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles toy set, like, and, the, and it did just open up so that yeah. you could 
play inside of it. It's what the fucking point of them are. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant stuff. Even even the travelling scene as well, like when they're on a boat or the cycle, yeah. the cycling yeah. or whatever. Like I just like the fact that it wasn't like a real set. Yeah. Like, it, it. I just yeah. I just liked it's, it. It was so. really well done. It's a bit of fun, and it yeah, it just cements you in like this isn't the real world. And even when you go to the real world, it's not the real world. It's not our world. It's like it's no, still yeah. a very heightened comedy world i feel like when ken is like walking about experiencing male culture and stuff you you hear like background conversation it's just like men 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 conversations yes big sports yeah, yeah. talk talk horses power men 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 <laughs> just all this sort of stuff and like the, the gym bros come out and they do like the most elaborate gym handshake like, <laughs> yeah. yeah very funny um mm. I, yeah they're, they're, i do find it quite funny that they left the barbie's dream house and um i don't i don't like i think the movie's trying to say something here but i can't quite work it out so i'm curious what you guys think in the actual dream house that the set is designed from toys and products it's very ironic that when we leave the dream house and the dream world and barbie's world or whatever and go to the real world it then just becomes an advert for a car for a bit like the in the the chase sequence there are so many product placement shots of the car that i can only assume it's not lazy filmmaking because greta gerwig doesn't do lazy filmmaking i mean like there's some, it's saying something about consumerism and I'm not sure what. And probably also getting a, a healthy bag as well. I, fe- I felt like it was just a nod to loads of movies these days that always need to have an ac- a car chase action scene. That's what I mean by Maybe, like goof. Yeah. Like, like it was like, you're like, why is this like middle-aged mum and her team like <laughs> swerving around the road? Like, like, And that's what I liked it though, because I was like, it's just funny it's jokes yeah, yeah especially because like they started in the same location she could have easily just got out of the car and gone barbie <laughs> before yeah. Themselves. yeah so i think i feel like it was a nod to that sort of thing like you know ah, oh, men real world yeah. fast action car chase scene like we need to slam the brakes and we need to do a hard turn and you know this is fast and furious Grr. yeah we're now we're now in men's world so men yeah this is what men want to see yeah and it isn't. <laughs> it, it is. It isn't what I want to see. <laughs> but that's that's what I took from it. I feel like yeah. it, it kind of works because it is like you're like, what is this? A yeah. car chase for Barbie? If I'm being honest, I think it's probably just a studio mandate, and it's probably just look. We need look. They gave us fifty million dollars or whatever. We need to put this car in the movie. I love the idea of what me and Beth are saying. Like, and I I think that somewhere along the line also two things can be true Greta Gerwig could have made a point as well as a hundred percent yeah I just like she's like yeah I'm obligated to put the car in how can I fit into the story exactly yeah I just don't see a world where Warner Brothers are like yeah so let's let's elaborately design a, a piece to make fun of us and to and mm. to call out consumerism I just I, I don't see are that you, happening you say They're that just... but look at that Ma- Matrix Resurrection scene uh, yes but I still think there's like some like crafty shit was going down or they didn't fully understand it like i i don't see any part of warner brothers being like oh let's just do something creative and not just think about money they are they are known to be a studio that's basically like what we say goes and don't make fun of us or we'll get upset yeah yeah um something the film makes a point of is like there are all the barbies right and every barbie has well, not every Barbie, but... Like, and Midge. Yeah, but Midge was discontinued, so we don't talk about her. The shot, the shot of Midge <laughs> when it's like... The camera's like, they're like, don't show Midge. And it just kind of slowly moves her out of frame. Is fucking <laughs> yeah. So when, when, I like it when Will Ferrell came out and he was like, oh, Midge, God, what are you doing here? 
Yeah. <laughs> like he, he can see his own like corporate mistake from 50 years ago or something and he's like oh what, what did I ever do this for yeah. yeah I like that Helen Mirren's narrator is just like like it's not even like a, a it's not even like an empowering women thing a pregnant doll is weird to think about so we're not gonna <laughs> this isn't the ending it is explored in the ending but just as an idea in general the lead character being stereotypical Barbie like a Barbie without a job role or a purpose she is just what Barbie was intended to be in the first kind of iteration. I think it makes sense because I think Margot Robbie even says the line in the movie, you know, she's what you think of when you think of Barbie. Like, yeah. she is, she's called stereotypical Barbie for a reason because she is just the mental image of a Barbie. So it makes, yeah. yeah, Barbie has evolved over the years. There has been, like, a lot of people seem to have it in their head, like, like this movie suggests that when they think of Barbie, it's just, Oh, Margot Robbie, it's sexualized, it's it's bad images for girls, and it's bad, you know, body like types and everything like that. Kind of thing. Swimsuit blonde, yes, yeah, sexy, not brainy, all this sort of stuff. And that's like what Barbie was. Like mm. definitely that like what Barbie was like in the in the early days. But like over the last like 20, 30 years or so, like Barbie is like insanely progressive as an actual yeah. toy like sure like it's, it's still teaching people now a hundred percent yeah it's still a toy and it's still designed by a corporation and it's pri- primarily purpose is to fucking make money of course but it is like it like this movie suggests like there are you know black barbie president and there is like fucking dr barbie and and janitor barbie and sanitation worker barbie there's all these different like positions it's like opening your eyes exactly yeah there is a whole different world of barbie in terms of also just like outside of um outside of race and like profession as well there is a trans barbie a disabled barbie like this yeah. like i said well there is quite literally i think every barbie bar stereotypical barbie has a thing and yes. as progressive as those things can be and as nice it is to see representation, I love the messaging that it still put them in a box that they are only allowed to be black president Barbie. Yeah, um, they can only which be is that great. Thing. I like yeah. I would love to see a black president, but I'd imagine that a black president Barbie is still not that's not all that person is. <laughs> like They don't they yeah. don't want to be defined just by black president Barbie. They Exactly, yeah. Yeah, there's there's other like interesting things that that person might have and stuff, so I think it's really like it's really cool like they have a line at the end about how like humans die but ideas live on and are limitless and Mm. like i I know obviously it's uh, the swimsuit barbie was the first barbie and it was it became very much a tool for demeaning women like sasha the um, america ferreira's daughter's character makes just does the point more beautifully than i could ever do which was you are everything that's wrong with women hating each other and all of this and yeah um and because it's you know pushing unrealistic standards upon people um but yeah no there's something really really interesting about how i think it does boil down to like at the end of very much a story about like mothers and daughters as well as all of womanhood in general in that you have america ferreira and her daughter but you also have ruth the creator of barbie and how you know she was designed like we said earlier to be just something for her daughter to play with that didn't make her feel like a boxed-in mother, and that's all she could do is look after a dolly. Yeah, um, I think to, there's two two things that I take away as well from from the movie that I really liked, and I was like, it's just, you know, one that the doll wasn't Sasha's; it was the mum's doll. Yeah, like I really liked that because I was like, yeah, she was a kid once; like she had all of these feminine ideals and all of this. And then also, like you say, at the at the end of the film, like with real life, and she's like, ah. Oh, 
I'm here to see my gynecologist. And it's like, it's just like, it's just being a woman. Do you know what I mean? And you're like, it builds up to think like, and and again, this is, I think this is preying on like societal expectations. I was like, she's going to go and get a job and she's going to like, it's going to be a job interview. I was like, oh, she's the CEO of Barbie now or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, no, she's just a real woman (laughs) doing things that real women do outside of what, like we don't often hear as men, I'd imagine not a lot of our female friends come up to us and go, went to the gynecologist last week. Because yeah. it's not typically something that is brought up. And it's nice to just have that as the definitive ending line for a studio <laughs> mandated movie about Barbie. I loved it. Yeah. Like you say, because it's just like, that's just that's just us women. We have to do this shit. This is yeah. what we live through. This is what yeah. we go through. Uh, what did you think of some of the, the cast? So um, some of the Kens we got... Uh... We got obviously Ryan Gosling, which is great. We got Simu Leo. Phenomenal, perfect um, casting. <laughs> one thing that took me out of it a little bit. Um, I don't know if you're watching Secret Invasion at the moment, Beth. Um, no, don't spoil. I, w- I won't spoil it, but the main villain is one of the Kens in this, so it's very, <laughs> it's very funny to see him being this big, dark, murderous guy on Secret Invasion, and then he's That's just how being I a, feel about your doctor as well, because <laughs> yeah. I know you guys are so buzzing for I can't pronounce Shutigawa. Shooting yeah, over, yeah, like I know you guys are so buzzing for that, and you're like, he's bu- he's got bleach buzz cut. <laughs> Did he? It looks great. I, I don't know if I just didn't see it properly at first, Nathan. Mm. Did he only have the goatee after he became like the evil version of himself? I think so. Yeah. I think yeah. he just grew a goatee or like put on the goatee accessory to be like, I'm now like the <laughs> evil dickhead Ken. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It was very funny. Um, it's very good. I also like. I liked the pairing of the uh, Barbies and Kens as well because it yeah. weren't like. It, do you know what it makes me think of? Mm. The very first episode of Love Island, right? <laughs> Public <laughs> vote, and me. they put the black woman. That with is the black fucking man. perfect. <laughs> the Asian woman with the Asian man, and it's like, why? Yeah. I I jet that is one of my favourite observations I've heard about this whole thing. Like that is it's yeah it's the it's the Nathan for basically on the first episode of Love. I Island. don't watch Love. Island. Oh, okay, no, yeah, no, context yeah. for Nathan. So like context, context for Nathan and the listeners and other people, which I'd assume there's few Love Island yeah. watchers on this. Yeah, um, basically like the first episode typically is like the public votes for like what girl they want to see the boy put with and then that then okay. when they start they can go like most of the time they'd immediately be like i don't have any there's nothing here i'm gonna go and talk to that guy yeah but like and it, and it's or it's just kind of one of them gross things that happens and it's always down to a public vote so there's not really anyone to blame other than society in general it's like yeah if there's an asian if there's an asian girl and an asian boy you can put a hundred quid on them being put together the same with a yeah. black pairing and the other white people will just be whatever and it's yeah. i do know that margot robbie is a big fan of love island um there's probably oh my god yeah so there you go maybe it was but that's what i like like and and also as well i know that um is it uh, emma mckay is is sorry could you repeat that guy's name shutagawa they're they're colleagues on sex education but i like that they were each other's barbie and yeah. ken as well like that was cute there was a lot of yeah. times watching this movie where i thought did they dye margot robbie's hair brunette for some reason <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i was like oh no that's just emma mckay they look very yeah. similar <laughs> I, I like that yeah. they finally. Isn't there a third uh, woman that looks? Exactly there was Sam- Samara Weaving. Is there's quite a few. There's there's like another Australian actress that I know from H2O of all places. 
Um, oh, which one's oh, Charmed? Charmed. Uh, no, no, it's not one of the main ones. I might be thinking of Charmed, actually, someone who plays a mermaid in Charmed, who looks fair. very much like Margot Robbie as well. Yeah. I think the the one who was Samara Weaver, maybe, was supposed to be in this, but it didn't end up happening. Because they were going to yeah. do a joke about how they all look the same, but yeah, yeah. it didn't work out or whatever. They'd have been like, the, yeah. the, the ones that, like, the first couple of designs for stereotypical Barbie or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Can I also ask if you guys as well, I don't know if you have the same flashing image in your head when Ryan Gosling's solo, well, group dancing scene came on. Did it did it remind you of anything that you've seen before? The what the the um the kind of like dance battle thing, the Yeah. Yeah. Did it remind you of anything? Um don't know. What, 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 is it is it Greece? No, have you not seen the silly, goofy video of young Ryan Gosling like dancing oh, in like, a talent show? Yes, I know the one you mean. <laughs> it yeah. just gave it just gave me that. Like I was like, he's perfect. It was Fuck it was sake. themed to to look like Greece. Yeah, you're right though. But um, mm. that whole like battle sequence and the big Ken battle was very funny and very stupid. Do people have a problem with Simulu now? They do, and it doesn't sit right with me. So what's happened? Because like I, I came out of this like he was a fun Ken. He was a good yeah. adversarial Ken as a supporting character, and I've just seen nothing but people like he sucks. He's shit in the movie. And I'm I like, think the long and short of it is that years and years ago he was very active on Reddit and I think 4chan or maybe just Reddit, and he was basically I. This is the thing. I think I'm with you, Nathan, because I get. I think I get what he was trying to say, but mm. people have taken it the wrong way. Basically, saying that having tendencies to find children attractive is something that those people cannot control, and likened it to LGBT, saying like how they can't control, ah. and people have taken that and gone. What so? What like gay people? Like that's not the same. Like and and, and it isn't the same. It's not the same at all. And and he wasn't he was never comparing them, but people have made the leap. Yeah, this has taken such a left turn. I was Sounds, not expecting. Yeah. No, it. I, no, exactly. This is this is what like. So I th- I think it was something. Yeah, he was basically likened it to to being gay and not being able to to help yourself. Look, I I'm not I I can't stand whenever like old tweets or something like that gets surfaced and and that's then used as an excuse to this person today is bad and everything they do is bad and we should judge them on this okay i agree that people should be held accountable for stuff that they've done previously and stuff that they've said but especially if they still keep up a facade of those exactly but if this person has then shown a clear fucking uh, a, a change in themselves and this is not the person that they are uh, being and this is not who they are as a person anymore then we should take that we uh, let people change and grow i everyone has said dumb shit all right i am not the same person i was 100 like years ago if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. If half the shit I said was available publicly online, like when I was younger, my whole fucking career would be over, all right? Both both Nathan and I have about two examples on each other of us saying, like, <laughs> stuff that we would never publicly say now. And every now and again, we just tease each other about bringing it up. Yeah. <laughs> And it will never see the light of day. And if you're listening to this being like holier than thou, you've got shit too. Fucking yeah. everyone does. Everyone has a skeleton does. in their closet. Exactly. Everyone does. And it's life. It's called being a human. All throughout the marketing of this as well, I've seen a lot of people um, being like to Simulio, like, oh, you're not Ryan Gosling. You'll never be him. And the whole thing really doesn't sit right with me. It just reeks of... Racism, to be honest with you. Yeah. Racism and bullying, and I really don't like it because... Also, it looks good. It does. It looks great. Especially as well when you see people saying, <laughs> oh, why cast Simi Leo when you've got Stephen <laughs> Young? And it's like, okay, so what are you just saying? Like, every Asian person is just one in the same and they get, they're easily replaceable. Stephen yeah. Yun is the only Asian actor allowed in Hollywood, I guess. We, we Do you know what I mean? We can't have more than one. <laughs> It is so funny that you've said that because I've seen the exact same tweet but with the name Henry Golding instead of Stephen Yeun. Oh, well. like, yeah, from goes. Crazy so, Rich Asians, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, Nathan's favourite movie, Last Christmas. It's uh, uh. <laughs> not true. That's, and that's Snake Eyes true. as well. Um, yeah, no, that, that literally, it. all that tweet, all that, all those tweets communicate mm. is that you find like Asian performers interchangeable. I think similarly is great. I think he's very funny. He, he the, the fucking the scene where they were like, "Let's have a beach off. I'll beat you both right here, right now." That was so funny. Was I could so not well stop like, like me like it was just oh so funny. I love that Ryan Gosling refers to his job as beach as well. That's just yeah, <laughs> just beach. <laughs> it's just beach. It's just beach. <laughs> and then he goes into the real world and he's talking to that lifeguard. He's like. I have a job and like oh you want to be alive I was like oh no 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 I, I just I'm not I'm not qualified for that I just do <laughs> yeah. beach I stand here and I beach yeah <laughs> there's just so many goofy things that he he did it like you know the the double sunglasses and oh, the, so the, when he's lying on the bed face down crying but he's like I'm all good yeah. like it's like with his thumbs up it's just ah oh, I love it I love it so much the um the depressed Barbie advert as well was fucking hilarious man i spent so long laughing at that i wasn't expecting it but like it obviously makes sense you'd have a commercial halfway through the movie about barbies (laughs) and given where we are in the journey of barbie yeah depressed barbie (laughs) yeah um, i i genuinely like i want to talk a bit about like the performances and i I will get in in barbie fashion i'm gonna get the men out of the way quickly because there's some standout women in this like yeah okay just genuinely incredible um, this is Ryan Gosling's defining performance. I think the world will finally wake up and realise what a fucking actor he is after this. He's always been great. But, Do you want to yeah. know something? And and I'm 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 putting myself on blast here, but I'm hoping you 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 listen to the full thing because I am a reformed woman. Right. Beth is cancelled. No, anyway, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> no, when it, so with Ryan Gosling, right? I've never seen The Notebook. 
Um, I'm one of those. I'm, I'm. I'm trying not to be a pick me here because I've just never really been into like romance. Mo- what Nathan? I can see your hands. Up. I didn't want to talk over a woman. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 um, can I just say? You, Beth, you are fundamentally missing out by not watching I w- No, I, I will tell you now I'm going to watch it. But okay. let, anyway, I'll carry on. So I, mm-hmm. I was one of those women who never watched The Notebook. I was never really into romance films anyway. Um, and I never saw the appeal, right, to, to Mr. Ryan Gosling that everyone else had. I thought, he's a good looking man, but he's just, I didn't see what they saw. Right, and the more I've been seeing of him, not just like on screen, because I've seen like his night, spray tan night, charcoal abs. Um, <laughs> yeah, what's the the film where he wears the the jacket? Oh, Drive, Drive. Yeah, so like I've seen that, um, and I've seen a couple of other films with him, but also all of his interviews, his charisma is unmatched. And yeah. since then, my mind has changed. I love the bloke, not mm. like, and to the point where. Uh, Friday night, I watched The Big Short. Weird pick for like, I want to get into Ryan Gosling, I'm going to watch The Big Short. (laughs) First of all, I also loved that, because me and Ben are in property and stuff, it's quite interesting to us, it was like nice to learn about, (laughs) but I was just like, I love this man, I think he's brilliant, like he's so good. You should definitely watch The Notebook. Notebook is, I I was the same, I, up until like a few years ago, I was like, Notebook, I don't need to watch it, it's silly, romance girl movie yeah. blah, not for me and then i watched it and i was like oh my god this is yeah. genuinely one of the best movies ever made like this I is will, so i good. don't worry it is on my radar but all i all i want to say now is that i i see the appeal that everyone else sees that's good mate that's the, good. the word the worst thing about this movie coming out is that now everyone the campaign trail is done ryan gosling as part of the strikes anyway can't promote this movie anymore yeah and that is but will that just be him though because he seems so far gone (laughs) i love it it's like we've lost him (laughs) yeah what was i gonna say the one thing i kind of this is and hear me closely because i don't think this is a criticism i just can't work out what he was trying to do or communicate i said earlier like there are a lot of uh, uh, some there's a there's a small group of people that perhaps wanted to see a bit more vitriol towards men in this that perhaps didn't agree with the um the kind of unbiased approach that Greta Gerwig took towards like gender disparity and and power and all of this um and the where I think that energy if it was ever if it was going to be in the movie should have been channeled more towards the businessmen uh the Mattel businessmen led by Will Ferrell and his all his cronies it was just kind of brushed to the side really wasn't it yeah and that might that's my biggest thing with it i think you never get the sense that and it's realistic because it never would happen in the real world but you never get the sense that he will change his practices down to the point where he's like we're not making ordinary barbie until his guy says it will make money and he goes oh then brilliant idea we'll do that it still feels like there's a part of him that's degrading and pushing women to not degrading is probably the wrong word but like pushing women aside and being like i'll make the call which is which is a shame and i don't know like I don't know. It's not a knock on the movie, but I'm just un- I don't quite know what that last final beat for him was supposed to be. I think it's just it, that's just how it is. Yeah, fair. When it when it comes to big corporate companies and stuff like that, we 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 see it all the time. Every every June when Pride comes, if it makes them money, they'll be a bit progressive. Like look yeah, at all yeah, the shit true. that's been ha- happening with um, 
Dylan, whatever her surname is, oh, with, with yeah, Bud, Bud Light. Bud Light like, yeah. they, you know, they. I don't know if you've seen the, the video that she put out, but like, they just haven't reached out to her. If, if it makes them money, then they'll check that progressive box. Yeah. Because, do you mm. know what? It'll get us some moolah lined into me pocket. But if it doesn't, they don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, it, it just goes to shut. Like, I quite liked that ending because for me, it was like, <laughs> jokes, typical, of course. It doesn't matter how loud or clear your mm. message is to someone. If they don't want to hear it, they will not hear it. That's true. And also, for in terms of companies, yeah, it doesn't matter how loud you are, the bottom line is always money. Like, yeah, that's true. that's that's where they go. Like, if if they do their calculations and they find out the regular Barbie will make them money, then they'll they'll sell regular Barbie. Oh, that there's there's no integrity in their solace. If it will make the money, they will they will put on whatever hat they need to to be like we agree with this until they suddenly until it doesn't make the money and they go well no that was a mistake. I've got two more things to say, but is anyone else wasn't you taking first? us through the cast because you was gonna? Oh yeah, off. I wanted to. Yeah, I realised I made a point of being like let's get through the men and then I didn't yeah. mention any women after. Then you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the conversation went away, Nathan. <laughs> I didn't. All right. Well, I'm just bringing I'm it done. back around to resolve <laughs> that little thread. I appreciate you looking out for me. I genuinely believe, like Margot Robbie, mm. exceptional, born to play the role as she is. Like she's, she actually brings a level of like nuance and subtlety to Barbie that I think everyone has known is under the source material, for lack of a better phrase, of Barbie. But everyone knows Barbie is a has a loaded kind of connotations in terms of how that toy has affected um like as sasha says i said earlier like the feminist movement and how did it propel it did it set it back maybe mm. it's different for everyone but there's definitely input um and i think she's able to bring that as well as a hilariously comedic performance which is just fucking incredible and um america ferrera is like she's been she's been brilliant for years yeah and, and like she's been brilliant and she's been not under I'm the still radar. angry. I'm st every time America Ferrero gets brought up, I still get so angry over Ugly Betty. Just the whole show built around, oh, she's so ugly, and it's just like the most beautiful woman in the world. Who yeah, is yes. all, all, all because she has braces and glasses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they, they even do that joke in the movie where they do the fucking the glasses thing. Oh, it takes the glasses <laughs> off. Oh, you look so beautiful now. <laughs> Wear glasses so that they can. It's it's the way that like, like they can rediscover how beautiful you are. It's like Jesus, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, um, so funny. That that whole montage of like little Beth, how satisfying was it to watch that? Oh, I loved it. I was just like, this is. Uh, I it was like, this is so typical. Like I I could say to Ben right now, I could go downstairs and say. <clears throat> He's bought a new keyboard, right? And he's he's buying new caps sort of thing. And oh, I can yeah. say to him, oh, why don't you show me some caps that you want to buy? Guaranteed for half an hour, he sat at his computer <laughs> showing me the different type of caps that he wants. <laughs> yeah. I would bet uh, a grand on it. That's how confident I am. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> wow, and that's like... That's I don't have cool. a grand, but I would. <laughs> no, yeah. but that, that's not even to say, like, it's it's that's just typical of men like it's something like that isn't even like it's not necessarily a bad thing it's just something that we're all typical of it's like oh we i can talk about me for a bit brilliant let's fucking yeah. let's exhaust you to the point where you're like i wish i never asked yeah um yeah the the last thing i really really wanted to bring up because i think it's a large part of the ending of the movie and 
like genuine it's paired with the Billie Eilish song in general like just oh I that got me of, so that was another yeah. scene that's made me cry yeah I was and just oh. that 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 got me and I gen like maybe this is hyperbolic or maybe there's a recency bias but I don't think so um it's genuinely one of the most beautiful movie endings I've ever seen in terms yeah. of like gynecologist they, they yeah the guy <laughs> no they end it with the gynecologist but like the thematic ending of the movie yeah the, like the, the, the scene with of, roof and the, the conversation and everything yeah just yeah. stunning and i i am um, so beautiful i being a progressive man and wanting to know more i uh, <laughs> see nathan just like rolling his eyes um, no, but I I saw it I saw it with my wife and I saw it uh, with a lot of her family as well. Whoa, your what wife? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you was at like the wedding, Beth. You was a bridesmaid. <laughs> I know, but it's still like I it still baffles me because I'm like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> wife. Um, but no, I, I I spoke to I spoke to her about it and kind of what the ending meant for her about um and yeah, but the, she she said this just really really something that I'd never considered and I don't think I think there's men out there that would have considered it but because it's never been something that i've experienced or will experience it really struck me and was really really interesting like i'd spoke earlier about like how there's an underlying theme of motherhood and um uh yeah like just relationships between mothers and daughters and i think that the main takeaway of the ending is the relationship between mothers and daughters and how no one will ever get it right but mothers have a responsibility to shape their daughters in terms of you a woman which is already a tough enough thing to be in today's day and age is then in charge of forming another woman not in a childbirth sense but in a way of like you teach them and you there's a sad fact that they you have to bring them into this reality that will treat them unfairly just because of who they are and the fact that they're not a man which is there's something so intrinsically really really fucking interesting about it and it's like i think framing that within the confines of a barbie movie like someone made barbie and whether that was bastardized or whether the initial premise didn't work so much it's just a case of like i just think there's never been a like a better metaphor for motherhood than being like we made something and we put it out into the world and men fucking ruined it which i just think is it's such a like a fuck you kind of final line uh, or final sequence but it's delivered in such a poetic way that i loved yeah really cool oh yeah no i i get that because you know i've i've thought about you know my future and if if i do ever want kids because i was a couple of years like five years ago i was very much yeah, yeah, yeah i want a family i want a family now i'm mm. of the mindset of like oh <laughs> i don't know because obviously the older i've get gotten the more of the world i've seen and i would be terrified if i had a girl just knowing like with my experiences like i don't even want to think that's what i mean i don't even want to think about it because it's like i just don't know yeah it's yeah. rough yeah it's it's not everyone's child and no one else is going to be as protective as you could be over them yeah which is exactly yeah, fucked and yeah has anyone got any more cheery points <laughs> other than that well no i think yeah what what i will say like you know as as, as hard hitting like you know, I didn't realise like how deep like I knew it was gonna touch on some stuff from what I'd heard on, on Twitter. Mm. Um, but I didn't realise like how deep it was gonna be and, and I think despite all of that and, and I think you know, it really helps having a female director as well because she can portray those things across. Yeah. Um I think it was beautiful in a sense because even though the message is sad, 
it was shown for me like it was shown in such like i say a beautiful way it mm. was hard to watch and some of, like i say some of the points did get to me because i started you know crying because i was like oh my god this is what it feels like but yeah. it was just so disrespectful and just i feel like if this doesn't open people's eyes up to to some of the shit that we deal with i feel like like you say you i think you've seen the film wrong because it is mm. such a beautiful exploration of, of what it's like to be a woman what in, a world a what a world we would live in if the barbie movie cured misogyny what a, oh, what a, we can only dream <laughs> we can hope we what can an amazing pray. thing that would be it would never happen obviously because it, it would never what? happen but i think at least <clears throat> it, it's doing its job in terms of like i it opened my eyes to stuff that i've never considered and not me mine were already wide open Oh, there, well, there we go then, yeah. Nathan yeah. has always been wider woke. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> true, it's true. Um, I, just one thing, Beth, if you haven't seen um, Lady Bird, I'd definitely recommend that. Yes, mm. I have heard that, that that's, is Saoirse Ronan? Uh, I believe so, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Greg Gerwig uh, also. Uh, yeah, she, that, so. I didn't know anything about her. But, um, yeah. until this film but she's been put on the radar for me now so definitely yeah, she definitely wants to keep it she's one she's one to watch like she's her career path this far has been like it's been so interesting and like how you go from a period piece little women i've never seen little women but i know of it and what it kind of brings to the table i do need to watch it um but like how you go from that to the barbie movie and then not own, like it's so it's such an impressive feat that this is able to work as well as it does it's at that point where i would watch it again i i was thinking oh you know barbie it'll be fun i'll go watch it and then i probably won't watch it again it it was for me i enjoyed it so much like it touched my heart that i would sit down and like yeah. watch it again because it was just it's a great exploration one last thing i want to touch on i think this is quite uh important it's just a really um heartfelt moment in like the like first half of the movie um where margot robbie barbie is in the real world she sat at like a bus stop having just like a mental breakdown oh. and there's a um an old woman on the bench next to her and she just smiles at her and barbie just says to her you're really beautiful and the old woman just says i know and smiles yeah. back and stuff and it's just such a beautiful moment and then i was just reading up about it and like the studio really wanted greta gerwig to cut that moment from it um, and then she said it's like the heart of the movie and if she cuts that scene she doesn't know why she's making it um, and she doesn't know what it is or what she's done and it's just it, it really struck me because that is such just a beautiful moment and it's almost insignificant and you can see why yeah. um, like a fucking exec would be like yeah just get rid of it no need but it's it's essential it's just really something that you know needs to be there for me no, I, I like it as well because mm. I feel like it's it shows that Barbie sees perfection in every part that is to be a woman. That includes yeah. the wrinkles and the growing up and and all of that. Like she sees what women truly are. Yeah. Not not yeah. because of how they look, but 
because of what they like that was the whole point as well when when all of these um barbies were brainwashed or whatever she was like no you you're a doctor like she yeah. wasn't saying like that you're you're a beautiful woman you need to do you need to be this she's like no this is this is who you are like she sees the inside of that person yeah that's yeah like that's beth as well as a love mm. island viewer like that's something that really frustrates me to see of like if a, if a woman on love island is upset a lot of the time the the girls around will be like you're fierce and you're strong and you're like a bad bitch and i'm like great if that works and that is what lifts her up and gets her feeling better who am i to say it's nothing but like it is nothing right like it's just empty phrases like and it, again it's more like it's just shallow compliments of like women are powerful and i'm like yeah but why are they powerful because they are but like they it just goes need to beyond be explored that. yeah exactly just go beyond the surface level of like you're strong yeah. and it's like tell me how because they are, but fucking how? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I'm completely with you on that point. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's frustrating, and I think this movie does a brilliant job of examining it. Mattel, trust more fucking filmmakers to make shit like this, and stop hating women. Yeah, we're great. Both good points. Yeah, we got uh, recommendations this week. Oh shit! Yeah, forgot about that. <laughs> um... The Big Short. Oh, actually, all right, there's got... Beth's. You, yeah, oh. let me let me take it away. I, I will recommend The Big Short, right? And I would only recommend it, I'll, I'll say this, Ben tried to watch it a couple of years ago and apparently it didn't like, not a couple of years ago, before we met, so quite a long time ago. Mm. Um, and he wasn't quite understanding it. But now that we're older and we know about, obviously, the 2008 crash, actually watching it and understanding what fucking caused it and the, the government and the fraud and all of that shit is so interesting. So... Yeah, check it out. Nathan, what you got? What you got? Because I'm still thinking. Okay, well then in that case, uh, <laughs> you don't have long to think. This is a really short okay. one. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, there's a there's another. It's my second artist. Uh, there's an artist that I came across on Twitter this week uh, called Riona Bothello. Um, her I'll I'll have the website. It's her name, but I'll have it spelt in the description so people can check it out. Um, an oil painter based in Manchester. Uh, just makes really really interesting work that I enjoyed to see I think it stuck out uh, to me mainly there's one uh, there's one piece that she has um, and it's just you know when you're driving on the motorway uh, at night and you can just like if you kind of squint the blur of like the red lights and like the kind of purpley blue sky makes that smear line and it's it there's a piece that she has that's like that and it reminds me of lots of I used to not me i can't drive but i used to be in the passenger seat um of many many drives that would be like over an hour and we'd be taking them at like 11 p.m and it just it reminded me of that time in my life and it really really made me happy and she's a fucking phenomenally talented artist so yeah go look oh and i think uh she's having a big old fat sale i think she's trying to kind of start some new project and is therefore offloading a lot of stuff from her previous work so never been a better time to go and grab a print i'm i'm trying to get one but i'm just working out what the postage is going to cost me because i don't know where it's coming from yeah <laughs> but yeah no, that's fair enough i recommend you should drive as well thanks ben <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> nathan do you have one for us uh yes I... <laughs> you've got the smirk of a man who has thrown together some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> wait hang on i just had something <laughs> 
Um, I think mine was thrown together because I forgot about this segment that you do. And but I was quite lucky that I've already seen a film on yeah. Friday that I quite enjoyed. That also segues onto the Balbi because of Ryan Gosling. I am going to recommend supporting the WGA and uh, Sad Strikes. <laughs> you did this last week at the moment. No, I didn't. I recommended um, something. What did I recommend last week? I know you mentioned the strike supporting the strike last week. I recommended that Netflix show. Um, oh, yeah. Why you yeah. like this? Yeah, you did. You did. Yes, I did. So I, shut up, you. You don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. So I'm going to recommend uh, supporting the strikers, uh, not crossing the picket line. If you are in any way paid or reached out by a studio uh, to not scabber. take that work, don't be a scab and, don't, and do not promote any uh, studio movies. But yeah. I should say, just to clarify, we have not in any way been paid by Warner Brothers. We will never accept any payment from studios for these episodes. That's not what we do here. Um, so we are not trying to cross any picket lines and we're in full support of the strikers. If, if the studios are listening, achieving. reach out to me separately aside. No, <laughs> no don't do <laughs> me that. Me and Lawrence will start off a podcast <laughs> yeah. separately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just call it Another Happy Scab. Yeah, Another Happy, <laughs> another happy scab. scab, yeah. Well, I'll sue you for using my brand name. Uh, <laughs> I coined the name just from a no, different you... podcast. <laughs> yeah, but I chose it for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> try explaining that to the lawyers. Um, is, exactly. is there, I know that um, I'll try and find it. I'll put one in the website. I can't I can't remember it off the top of my head because it's a long old fucking URL. Uh, but there is, and this is primarily for America, I believe. Um, but there, there is some sort of um, there is a relief fund being set up by um, yes. the the WGA and the SAG. Oh, so they can pay their rent and stuff. Yeah, so the strikers can have access to a fund. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm I'm part of a strike at the moment as well. It is important to strike um, when you can because unions are the reason why we have weekends and we have <laughs> actual pay that's above four pounds. And like and everything like balance. this, exactly. Unions are fucking vital and necessary, and they deserve to be supported. And so do the people who are striking. I know in this country, especially, there's often a lot of talk, like whenever rail workers go on strike, and it's like, oh well, how much are they earning? They earn more than me, and I don't go on strike. Well, go on strike then. You should yeah. go on strike. You should be paid oh, a more a fair and livable wage. We yeah. we really are. And we, we always have to have this, well, I'm worse off than you mentality. There's no correlation between two professions earning shit money. If you, exactly. They're just doing something about it. Try and organize something to do something about it as well. That's 100%. Like, yeah. if, if you are in a, if you do have a union in your work, I'd fully recommend joining it, supporting it, and uh, doing what you can to, to try and get... Stand up for your a, rights. Exactly. Stand up for your rights and get a more a fair and livable wage because it's it's fucking brutal oh and if you're like if you're in a smaller kind of profession or a smaller company that outsource some sort of like hr and union system um ask yourself if, like th there's bosses out there that are like we're part of a family and we're like you know we're small and we're tight-knit and we cut stuff close to the bone because we're red we're family we all get each red other red flag exactly ask yourself why the boss would be so keen on you keeping it internally and in the family it's because your boss is a shithead and you need to be a part of a union or someone to respect and support you 
But yeah. Yeah. And Lawrence doesn't have a union because he's self-employed. <laughs> I'm my union. Trader. Me sending a shit yeah. a twi- a shitty Twitter DM <laughs> is as close as I'm ever going to get to it. Well, union. no, I, I've decided now that I'm going to be your union rep. Thanks, man. Last thing I'll say quickly, um, I just find it really, really funny that Barbenheimer became a meme because does anyone know why they're on the same day in the first place? Because Nolan left Warner Brothers because he's a little bitch. They were trying to be petty, weren't they? He's not. Why? Explain. Show you're working for a reason an artist doesn't want their work exploited for no money. After just telling me about how important the strike was, how, in your terms, Nolan is a little bitch. He's a little bitch because he doesn't like women. <laughs> True. <laughs> so go on, defend that one. Laura. All right. Well, I like women, so I'm fine. Um, <laughs> what, I, what I'll say is, I just find I'm married to one. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, um, I yeah, I find I find it very very funny that Barbenheimer became a meme because it was the the reason they're on the same day is it was born out of saltiness on Warner Brothers' part of like, oh, fine then, if you're going to take Chris Nolan, then we'll release Barbie and we'll crush you. And all Barbie has done it has you know theoretically and financially crushed. Oppenheimer, but the amount of people that saw Oppenheimer as part of this meme that wouldn't have spent twenty quid on seeing it. I'll I'll be completely frank. Like I know I've got limitless, but I wouldn't have seen Oppenheimer if it wasn't for Barbenheimer. Because yeah. like I I will admit I I only watched it because of Barbie, but I'm glad that I saw both now because it's like hmm. two sides of the coin. It's fun. it's it's a it's a win for the industry, and I'm happy yeah. it happened. And now I really hope the industry loses despicably for the next however long it takes them to pay people fairly <laughs> but but i'm glad that two filmmakers were able to bring speaking, unique vision speaking of scabs tom cruise has been out there hasn't he he's trying to be like I, I can't hey hey guys maybe maybe let's promote these movies let's tom tom i was with you man but that's that's no good that's no yeah. good <laughs> I can't and, lie, I've and never been with Tom Cruise. Me neither, mate. And Mission That's Impossible, fair. it is bombing as well. It's it doing is, really badly, yeah. It is not doing well. Maybe movies aren't back, Tom. Maybe yeah. maybe we won't see you at the movies. Well, they they anyway. are back, they're just pink and <laughs> directed by Greta Gerwig, apparently. Cause, like, People want fun movies again. Yeah, yeah, they do. But also, for the Oppenheimer's not a fun movie, but for these two movies to open... Beth, I don't know how like tuned in you are to box office bombs and stuff, and like, but this has been the summer of fucking shit. I heard Indiana Jones did pretty crap as well, mate. Indiana Jones and Mission Impossible, two surefire hits that studios would have bet big on, both fucking like they just slammed. They just they just died a very quick death. There's a big issue of of um, spending too much on a movie. For, yeah. for the first part like no movie needs to be 200 300 million dollars it doesn't it, no. it it just doesn't okay unless it, you're paying your workers that well yeah if if 100 million is going solely on fucking casting crew then sure um but it never is and it's not <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's <laughs> exactly. not exactly the crew are making like fucking minimum wage essentially yeah. um so yeah it's um, all vfx that look bad and are the main reason people don't go to the movie <laughs> I I've, I think there's also an issue of this of um, every movie that's coming out being a big blockbuster and like it's it's a such a stacked summer and it's just big release after big release after big release and audiences are like we're exhausted we we like we don't want to see like back in a, a, a 10 15 years ago you'd get like 
five, six big fucking movies a year. Yeah. And now it's like every weekend there's a like big three movie a to month. go to. You, yeah, you, exactly. You say that though, but last summer, the opposite happened. Like 10 blockbusters came out within like three months and all of them made a shit fuck ton of money. What came out last year? Like we in, I think in the same like six month period, we had like Nope, uh, Glass Onion. Nope um, isn't big. No, it's not a big blockbuster though. Glass. I Onion, think it, it, it made, released it in made, IMAX. It was a blockbuster. It's, I just, think uh, just releasing in IMAX is not the qualification of a blockbuster. That's that's a more your. F- I think you. No, I'm, blockbuster is like a big fucking Marvel fucking ah, big movie, like a big fucking thing. I think Nope was that. No, mate. Jordan, Jordan Peele's third thing. It was so I think fucking in, in high. your circle. In your circle. Welcome to bonus. Another happy pod, <laughs> where we we're just discussing everything. Welcome to that after pod like discussion. Yeah. In your circle, yes, Lawrence. In your circle, my dad doesn't give a shit about nope. It, well, it, fair point. Fair point. Yeah. yeah it's like I don't it's, know. I think I'd give that to Lawrence because. Well, you're uh, wrong. When I was on holiday, you we can't put say better wrong this episode. <laughs> we got yeah, it's my episode. Um, we watched Get Out um, whilst we were on holiday, which Guy Ben's dad hadn't seen. Yeah. Um, and he said it was it was really interesting. Um, yeah. But he'd also seen Nope, which he really thoroughly enjoyed. So yeah, I think people have seen it. Yeah, but it's it's not a blockbuster though. It's it's not that. it's not something that everyone is going out there getting excited and ready to see it in the same way like a Star Wars or a Marvel movie uh, usually is. Yes. I think we're getting to a point in cinema at the moment and I could be wrong because obviously I like, I'm not on like film tour as much as like you guys and, and oh, I don't trust pay me, I'm, I'm to, trying like, to get off Nathan's but... actively muted the community. Yeah. But the, <laughs> the way I see it right now is I feel like we're so bored at the moment like i mean i feel like a marvel marvel movies is always going to do well because there are a lot of people who over 10 years you know have followed these characters myself i'm going to go to the cinema and watch it i've got limitless but i feel Mm. i feel like with like mission impossible and indiana jones and fast and furious and whatever the net the next i feel like people are just they want something not not necessarily new because you know, like Little Mermaid was done before, but, you know, it was a live action remake and stuff. I feel like people just want something different. Mm. Like yeah. with Barbie, it's different. With with the with Ariel, you know, it's Halle Bailey. It's, it's, it's a black, black mermaid. You know what I mean? It's, it's people want to, I feel like people want to see more of that difference on screen. And, or, or it's the other way of, mm. um, they want to go back to like the fun, early 2000s like i think that no hard feelings with jennifer lawrence apparently did quite well like people want their fun not to think about too much yeah movies fun again. schlocky there is movies a, yeah there's there's definitely a disparity in terms of like there are not enough movies for the everyman to go and see like yeah it's, it's either like the mid like the middle-aged mums that want to go and watch something funny yeah, about yeah. You know, a cougar, pretty much. What Which came out last year, Lawrence? Because you said Nope and Glass Onion, one of which so, is a Netflix movie. Yeah, but it was still, it had a, it had a, a limited release. But like, I'm talking in terms of like the consensus of absorbing a blockbuster or a, like a a big thing that people talk about. Uh, whether you like it or hate it, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, um, yeah, that that did do well. I didn't Ab- watch that. Uh, Way of Done. Water that did mad numbers, obviously. That. Yeah, oh, but that was that was December though. 
Oh yeah, right. But well, then the year in general, like it, what I'm saying is there was the movies last year making a lot more money than movies this year, despite what else? What else was there? Oh. Uh, Batman. There was that was every, good. Did yeah, Batman every, do well? Uh, I don't think it did badly, but it didn't. It didn't perform like a Batman movie did. But but they spent. Mm. They also only spent like ninety million on it, so it made money. Fair, yeah. Um, same with Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer will make money because they own somehow they only spent a hundred million on it. Which is yeah. wild. Um, everything uh, the, everywhere. The first, that I think that phrase there is what is exactly what's wrong with the movie making process at the moment. Exactly what you just said. They what? only spent a hundred million on it. No, no, no. I, they and I only, agree with you. Uh, but... uh, only a hundred million is so much money. It's, I'm aware. It's so much money. It, like, even shit. in terms of filmmaking. It's, no, but it, it's a lot he's on about in like 2023 filmmaking. Like, if you don't, people think if you don't spend 200 million on a film, but but yeah, but this well. is the issue. This is the issue. You can make a great first Deadpool movie was made for what 50 million or something. Yeah, like, but like, like, look at the requirements technically of what Deadpool achieved and what Oppenheimer achieved in terms of what they brought to the screen. Oh uh, yeah, I'm not compa- I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying. Yeah. The fact that we're 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 in a place now where a hundred million is a small budget movie, like yeah, which it, that is insane. That's yeah. that's ridiculous. That's fucking stupid. And it's I think it's it's pretty wild as well because like when you consider, I think I think the problem is Chris Nolan, a man known for doing as much practically as he possibly can, and also hiring actors that will be for for most of his movies anyway, big names right to bring people mm. to put bums in seats if he can produce oppenheimer Heimer, a movie for a movie that is three hours long and features quite a gripping sequence about the creation of the atomic bomb a lot of which was obviously they didn't let off an atomic bomb but they shot real explosions practically they destroyed very like expensive sets and things like that if they can do that for a hundred million there is not a single part of me that thinks indiana jones 5 outside of Harrison Ford's insane fucking salary, which I'd imagine was massive, needed to cost anything more than, to be honest, 70 mil. And how they ended up spending about 400 mil on it is insane. I haven't seen it, so I can't comment. Once you see it, I think you'll know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, there is just no way that something can be achieved for 100 million that... But, no, you're, but you're probably right. Like, we are spending too much money on movies and then wondering why we're not getting an expected return on them yeah, like, well, like there's not there's not a general audience base that is big enough to build also, back they, 400 they need, million yeah they also need to remember as well that people aren't going to the cinema as much as they used to because it fucking costs a lot and it's shut for a year <laughs> for an example there's a there's a colleague of mine James like don't get me he's only just been able to see Across the Spider-Verse and he's a big like Marvel fan he loves that sort of things and he also likes Star Wars and stuff but he can't just go to the cinema because Hmm. a ticket for him becomes a ticket for his son Mm. and then if it's a movie that his daughter is interested his wife's also coming yeah that's and then all of a sudden that's 60 70 quid i went to barbie with a group of 10 people four of us had unlimited cards and i just paid for everyone's tickets outright uh, and it came in at like the whopping tune of like close to 80 quid or something ridiculous. And I was like, and I haven't even paid for some of those people. Insane. Mm. Just, yeah. And also like it's shut. Cinema's shut. People are far... Nathan used to go to the cinema quite a lot and now finds it a lot better and easier to watch things at home because a separation from an experience will mean that like unless you actively want to seek it back out, you're content and that's fine. 
and people are. Yeah, and I, also, I don't like, go as much as I used to. Why the fuck is anyone going to go and see Asteroid City when it released and then a, a genuinely a week later it came out on digital for free? Oh, wow. Insane. Well, the the no Wes Anderson, not the Wes Anderson film. Yeah, yeah. Not for free. And no, to, to Nathan's point, probably not for free. But the second someone pays for it, it's free. Yeah, you can pirate it. You can pirate yeah. it, yeah. And but people like, will. <laughs> yeah, and I probably will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I don't know. I, I think a lot of people get um, complain about like movies going to digital earlier and stuff. I can see it, but then I can also see that as like it's better for accessibility as well, though. Because there's also a lot that. of people who can't get to the cinema, though, as I, well. Yeah. I agree with that, so, yeah. We'll just make accessible cinemas, surely. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's the ideal scenario. There, there will be someone in an office that's like, there's not enough disabled people to justify the cost of that, which is outrageous. Yeah, yeah. But, and then there's yeah. also disabilities, which means people just can't leave their homes, sadly. Yeah, so. yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I agree. It's enough. it's a difficult line to toe in terms of like, I do believe that there should be some degree of a theatrical window that's exclusive because for movies to make money, they don't make money on streaming and digital. They just don't. Yeah. Like, and how how can they? And but they're all they're, yeah. I think to be honest, there's a whole upheaval of the industry needed. Anyway, that was like an extra twenty five minutes on <laughs> something you probably didn't sign up to listen to and probably aren't here to hear this for. So, <laughs> good stuff. If you did stay, thank you for listening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Beth will have you back on for the Notebook. Genuinely feeling to bump one of our spaces to rewatch that movie now. Um, oh, you, if if I watch Notebook, will you get me back on? Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Beth, yeah? You're, you're, right. you are no longer Marvel girl because nine times out of ten, Nathan and I just can't be bothered to talk about Marvel anymore. <laughs> yeah. We do have an episode on Guardians Three coming up though. That is um, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is, is the a, week that after. Is a good film to that be is fair. the week after next. Uh, thank you very much for listening. If you've enjoyed this, new episodes of this show come out every single Friday at 10 a.m. Wahoo! If you want to follow us and get a little uh, little post reminder of when these episodes go out, you can follow us on Twitter, on Threads, on Instagram, but we never post there at Another Happy Pod. Uh, that'll be fun, and maybe we'll have some engagement. Maybe you can talk to us. Maybe you'll tweet us, and we'll ignore you. That probably won't happen because we're nice. Uh, next week we're going to be doing this. If you were out of work... Get a job. If you want joint custody, then you have to pay your share. And out of luck. Now what? Sure, I'm thinking. You'd do anything... You call them Chippendales, man. ...to turn your life around. How many lasses were there, though? Thousands. It's worth a thought, though, isn't it? Wahoo! What a great... What? A... <laughs> Wahoo! 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 What, Wahoo! A, what a great and crazy wacky time. Uh, but you could be having a better time if now that this podcast is finishing you went and listened to another podcast and i wish that nathan would tell you all more about it i would love to tell you about it and right now what i will tell you is that every friday we we release this podcast and then every monday we release still got legs our doctor who rewatch podcast where we talk and discuss a new episode of doctor who each and every week that's enough of that let me know um, when you're doing weeping angels that's the only episode that's coming up we're on that season we're on that season Matt Smith. And no, with David Tennant because that's the Doctor that they was first introduced with. Oh, um, I only remember the scene with with Matt Smith. Shut up, Beth. I'm going to explain the whole of Doctor Who. <laughs> no, what have I done? What have I done? Yes, yeah, so if you want Doctor Who to be explained to you by two men in their late twenties, yeah. then listen to Still Got the podcast for you, ladies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So come um, along, joining the fun. We just started season three. 
Um, and yeah, it's it's a good time. See you, see you next week, everyone. Wahoo! <laughs> oh, is that it? Yeah, yeah, just that. Is that it? We've All been right. going for like half an hour for no reason. <laughs> All right, but then it just suddenly ended. All right. Wahoo! There Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.